All right, let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 21. Jeremiah 21. We're just going to look at a couple thoughts. Um, it's 14 verses long. We're going to only look at about three or four verses in this chapter. But I think it's a good thought. I think it's a good, good re- reminding us uh, here. You remember in this, uh, in the past, if you remember, there are issues, a lot of issues with the children of Israel or with the, uh, the Jews here, <clears throat> their refusal to obey. The refusal to repent, the refusal to get right, all those sorts of things. So let's look at just a couple quick thoughts this morning, or this afternoon in Jeremiah 21. Start verse 1. The word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, when King Zedekiah sent unto him Pashur, the son of Melchiah, and Zephaniah, the son of Maasiah. Maasiah, there you go, something like that. The priest, saying, Inquire, I pray thee, of the Lord for us, for Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, maketh war against us. If so be that the Lord will deal with us according to all the wonder, his wondrous works, that he may go up from us. <clears throat> all right, so that, we're going to look at this, this uh, thought here the, of the story, what's going on here. We're going to look at uh, the people and their, their thoughts, and then we're going to look at God and his thoughts. Lord, I pray for your help as we just look at these couple verses. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, um, uh, remind us, Lord, that you would challenge us, that you would help us to not make the same mistakes that others have made in the past. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the King Zedekiah came, or he sent people to Jeremiah, and he says in verse 2, Inquire, I pray thee, ask uh, the Lord for us. Why? Because Nebuchadnezzar, you remember that name? King of Babylon, uh, if you read Daniel, you'll read about Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, he's coming, he's going to attack us, they're getting closer. And, uh, and so he says, go and ask uh, the Lord for us uh, if he will help us with this. And they bring up at the end of verse 2, uh, according to all his, God's wondrous works, that he may go up from us. And uh, it's, it's intriguing here because the people, they wanted God's help but they weren't willing to listen to God. We've read over and over and over again in Jeremiah where the people, where God says, do this, and they said, we refuse to hear. We will, we will turn our heads, we will turn our ears, we will not listen. They've said that multiple times in the first 20 chapters of Jeremiah. They've even gotten angry at Jeremiah for sharing the message that God told them to say and uh, did different things to Jeremiah because of it. Now... They come to Jeremiah and they said, ask God to help us. So they desired help, but they weren't uh, willing to listen. Uh, ask for us. Get us a, a favor. Get us favor with God. Get rid of the trouble that we're in, but we're not going to get right. And so oftentimes we kind of fall into that place where we go to God and we say, God, help us, help us, help us. We need help, we need help, we need help. But no matter what God does, there's still really no intention of getting right of doing right. It's just wanting help because we're in trouble. And you see that a lot of times with even the lost world, those that hate God the most 
there seems to come times in their life where they go, okay, God, I really need your help. I've, I've, I've exhausted all other avenues. Can you please help me? And then they get mad when God doesn't help them. Well, God says, what's the point of helping you if you're still not going to do right? And so they desired the help from God without the willingness to listen. Uh, the response here, so that's the people's thoughts, is uh, wanting God's help without wanting to follow God. Verse 3 uh, Jeremiah said unto them, uh, Thus shall ye say to Zedekiah. So the message to go back to Zedekiah. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I will turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands, wherewith ye fight against the king of Babylon and against the Chaldeans, uh, which besiege you without the walls, and I will assemble them into the midst of this city. And I myself, God speaking, will fight against you with an outstretched hand and with a strong arm, even in anger and in fury and in great wrath. So God's response to Zedekiah is, not only is Nebuchadnezzar fighting against you, now I'm fighting against you. Now I'm going to turn your own weapons towards you. He talks of, of no escape in verse 7. There's no way to get out of it. Uh, in verse number, uh, skip down to verse number 12. We'll start in verse 11. And touching the house of the king of Judah, say, Hear ye the words of the Lord. O house of David, thus saith the Lord, Execute judgment in the morning, and deliver him that is spoiled out of the hand of the oppressor, lest my fury go out like fire, and burn that none can quench it, because of the evil of your doings. He's saying it's time for you to get to work. It's time for you to get, get active. He says in verse 13, Behold, I am against thee, O inhabitant of the valley and rock of the plain, saith the Lord, which say, Who shall come down against us? Or who shall enter into our habitation? Look at verse 14. But I will punish you according to the fruit of your doings, saith the Lord. I will kindle a fire in the forest thereof, and it shall devour all things round about it. I have written in the, the side of my Bible here in verse 14, Righteous anger. We talked a little bit, just touched on it, I think, last week, um, about there is a time to be angry. There is a time to be angry. And we see it in the New Testament, Christ, when he was on the earth, in times where he was angry. And we read about it a lot when we're talking about the uh, children of Israel. But he says, I'm going to punish you according to the fruit of your doing. I'm going to give you what you deserve. You have been acting this way, so you're going to be punished accordingly. God, who is a righteous God, who is a just God, who is a perfect God, he doesn't um, excessively punish us. He punishes us for, for what we deserve. Um, I knew, knew people in, uh, in Tennessee, uh, and they had twin, twin boys. And one of the boys came to the table. I may have told this before, but one of the boys came to the table and was playing with the centerpiece on the table, and the dad came in and said, uh, don't play with that. Dad left the room, so did the boy. His brother came in, started playing with the centerpiece. His dad came in. I told you not to do that. Spank the kid. Um, only to find out very shortly after that it was his twin brother that he had told not to play with it. And so the punishment that the one kid got was unfair. He didn't deserve it. You know, God doesn't make mistakes when he disciplines us. God doesn't make mistakes when he punishes us, whether it's harshly, or mercifully, God doesn't make mistakes. And he says, in speaking to these people, I'm going to punish you according to your works, to the things that you've done. So because you've rejected me, the result is you get rejected now. 
the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, is going to come, and the people are going to be taken into captivity. And there's going to be a result, and that's the result of your doings. It's not, it's not God going, I'm going to go extra hard this time on them. Um, no, it's just you deserve this. This is what you deserve. And so in verse 2, we see the people asking for something that they don't deserve, help from God. That's not to say that God won't always help us when we're not the most deserving of help, but it is to tell you in verse 14, God will punish you according to your, to your doings. God does show us mercy. He never, so many times, God is so gracious, he is merciful, where he just, we deserve so much more. Um, punishment and hardship and all those sorts of things, and, and God is so good to us. But God does say, I'm going to punish sin. And in this case, he had given, you remember, he had given this people uh, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to repent, to do right, to follow, and they consistently rejected him. And, and you know, God's not like us. I know, you know, I always think, well, they say, they say and go ask and ask Jeremiah to go to God and ask him for help against Nebuchadnezzar. My opinion, if I was God, would be like, are you kidding me? That's not what God does. He's not surprised by it. But he finally tells them, you know what? Not only uh, is Nebuchadnezzar going to fight, verse 5, I myself will fight against you. And, uh, even in anger and in fury and in great wrath. There's a difference, right, with your parents. There's a difference between getting in trouble because you did wrong and getting in trouble because they are angry that you did wrong. Um, there's, a, there's a difference because sometimes if you did wrong, they can correct you with certain discipline. But if you've done something to really make them mad, I remember um, lying to my mom. I probably would have been, I don't know, 10 or 11. And I lied to my mom. And I, I, it's like the first time I ever lied. But uh, whatever it was, Dad was upset, like really upset about it. And I got punished. I got spanked. And, and I just kind of remember thinking, you know, this isn't the first time I've done this. Why is he so mad about it now? And, uh, but I, that might be the last time, no, that's not true. Uh, it really is one, one of the last times I ever lied to my mom. Uh, and I think it was something simple, like I was going to be home at a certain time, and I came, came home 30 minutes later or something like that. For whatever reason, Dad was really upset about it. And there was a difference in that discipline than in other times when it was just, Vince, you know you're not supposed to do that. You see, there are times, we're going to get disciplined for our wrongdoings, but there are certain things that God just he hates, and there are certain things that we ought to know better <laughs> that it's going to, to bring on the wrath of God. And these people constantly rejecting God and then asking for help, and he says, I'm against you. I'm not with you anymore. I'm against you. And that's exactly what's, what's happening. Now, next week in chapter 22, we're going to see God calling on them to repent again. So even in telling them, hey, you're going to be punished according to the, to the fruit of your doings, God still is going to offer an opportunity for repentance. My suggestion and my encouragement for you is to not let it get to that point. Um, don't reject God. Don't say, God, I know you want me to do this, but I'm not going to do it. Um, God hates it. God's going to punish it. And don't, before you go to God asking him for help, get right with God. Truly get right. You can't, you can't lie to God. 
all right, God, forgive me. Let me get right with you. Okay, now I need this. And God, God's not, he's not going to fall for that. Um, but truly, when you, I mean, I'm telling you, you have so many people that have needs, and they say, I'm asking God for this need, and he's not providing. The first thing is always to go back to your heart. Am I clean? Am I pure? Am I where I'm supposed to be with God? If I am, then I can go to God in faith, knowing that God's going to answer my request. But if I'm not clean, if I'm not pure, if my heart's not right with God, if I have sin in my life, unforgiven, unforgiven sin in my life, I've got to start with that. These people didn't want forgiveness. They just wanted help. It's got to start with, with forgiveness. So uh, get right with God. If you're not right with God, stay right with God if you are right with God. And uh, understand that uh, God will punish sin. And it's not fun. And uh, God's not a pushover, <laughs> like sometimes we as parents can be. Uh, God takes care of business. So don't, don't fall in to the wrath of God. Lord, I pray for your help. I pray that you'd help us to live right, to do right, to be right. God, I pray that we wouldn't be living our lives in sin, but God, that we'd be living our lives purely and cleanly for you. I pray that you'd help us to see and to learn, to know the importance of, of clean godly living and god i pray that you would clean us cleanse us lord i pray that you would keep us and uh, god i pray that we wouldn't have to experience the wrath um, that so many in the past have had to because of their um, rejection of you god i pray for the young people uh, today that are here those that aren't too that are in our church god i pray that at a young age they would learn how important it is just to follow you and do right and, uh, Lord, to, to understand the benefit of following you. God, help us as parents that we would guide and direct, and, uh, Lord, that we'd be an example as well. Help us now as we go our separate ways to bring us back safely together to worship you again, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, that's it for today. Wednesday night, back at the Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Um, if you can come, we'd sure love to have you. Thank you for being here today. Um, you all are my favorite. And uh, <laughs> I'm just... I'm not kidding. You are. You're my favorite. Uh, thanks, y'all. We'll see you hopefully soon. Let's be dismissed.